You're listening to the On Call Empath Show. Hey, hey, this is Raj Mantaj from the On Call Empath. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Today we're going to tackle the subject of imposter syndrome. Do you ever wonder what it's like when you try to do something and you feel like other people could see right through you, or maybe you feel like you're a fraud? Um, You know, I've been in that position before. Maybe you get a job and you're not qualified enough, or it's your first time doing something, and then you get this self-critical talk. Typically with empaths and highly sensitive people, we're highly critical, uh, and we are very receptive to other people's comments and what they think of us. And that's why we try to people please and so on and so forth. So I looked around and I found Dr. Daniel, who uh, definitely resonated with me, especially with a lot of the work that she does. If you're an empath or a highly sensitive person, this is definitely an episode you want to tune into. Uh, Dr. Daniel is a life and spiritual teacher, coach. Um, She's going to talk about what imposter syndrome is and how to recover and her own struggles that she went through. So with that said, Dr. Daniel, how are you doing today? And welcome to the On Call Empath Show. I am amazing. Happier now that I'm with you. I have been so excited (laughs) all day, like a kid right before Christmas. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's an honor to have you. And, you know, I was just kind of looking through all of your content on Instagram. It's it's very uplifting and you do you do cover a lot of topics especially with the empaths and the highly sensitive people out there that tune in. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on so you could kind of share your own story, your personal story and how you started off like from the beginning. I know that you had described to me that you had, you know, you started with a GED and you made it all the way to a doctorate which which is amazing because I know like 5% of people that have a GED um you know, they, they don't get that far into a doctorate. How did that even happen for you? Oh, good question. Good question. I, there's, there's no easy answer. I would say baby steps, baby steps, right? It doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. For me, it was figuring out how to work with my imposter syndrome and not let it win. I, because of my past, I had this voice inside of me that said, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Even worse, you're stupid. You don't deserve this. And once I started saying, okay, voice, I hear you, but I'm still moving forward. I'm not letting that, that doubt win. I was asked to get to the next level, whether that was a conversation with a mentor, whether that was trying to take my GED test or try to take the college admissions test when I was in undergrad. So I, I'd say it's, it wasn't even believing because that imposter syndrome for me was so fierce, but uh, just moving forward regardless, having your intuition kind of say, keep going. And once I listened, the breadcrumbs and the people and the places opened up for me. Yes, it's very amazing. And then also what I found interesting is I know that you had mentioned you had a Sixth Sense uh, program, which, you know, a lot of empaths, um, 
you know, especially some of the empaths, stronger empaths that I've known, um, they have this intuitive like guide inside of them. They have a talent for reading people. Now, for myself, I mean, I I can just kind of read people just by their body language and just the just being near them, just to see how they're crossing their arms or you know their tone of voice. But there are some people that could go much further, and I sense that you're you're definitely you seem to be one of those. Can you explain where that came from uh, and how that kind of relates to your crappy dark past that you know some of the unfair things that happened to you when you were growing up? Yeah, absolutely. So so now where I am, I see that those trauma-filled moments, that dark past led me to see the light and experience the light. Uh, looking back on it, when I think of my childhood years, I, I definitely was sensitive, but because there was so much anxiety, depression, confusion, self-hate, escapism in my life, I, I didn't know how to use my superpowers and I didn't know what was happening. And when I experienced that sensitivity, it was a lot of grr and a lot of wanting to get out of my own body. And once I was able to shed some of that darkness and heal my trauma and forgive myself and others and strip the shame and do all the hard work that you always talk about on this podcast, once I was able to do that... I, I started to understand my powers and they opened up where all of a sudden I could start reading people and rather than it, it feeling like I was taking on their pain or, or, or it was too hard to be with them, I could open up and in a healthy way read them and step into who I am now, which I, I consider myself a, a healer. I think I went through all of those hard times so I could have those lived experiences and, and now pass on my love and my learning to others. Okay. So one thing I wanted to kind of get into, because I, I want to focus on this part of imposter syndrome and how you dealt with that going from what you've been through the past and then transitioning into a coach. Because there's a lot of people that are listening and they're wondering, like, they have these dreams, but the problem is they don't feel that they're good enough or they don't feel like they're qualified enough with other people as maybe it's a job or maybe it's just, you know, going into coaching, but there's a lot of people out there that are just kind of hesitant because once they're in that field and they feel like, you know, they're just uh, doing that whole imposter syndrome, which I'm going to have you explain in a minute. But before I do, I just want to put out a disclaimer that obviously this uh, podcast or these episodes, it does not replace any medical advice. Definitely see a qualified physician or a therapist if you're going any, um, any through mental health issues. So with that said, what exactly is imposter syndrome and what are the signs of it? Good question. Imposter syndrome. It's when it, it's deeper than doubt. You you genuinely feel like you're a fraud. You're a phony. You don't belong. Uh, you it's it's almost like picture how you would feel robbing a bank. You, you know, uh oh, someone's gonna catch me. I don't belong here. I'm doing something wrong. Uh, imposter syndrome is is what people experience. They they experience that I'm robbing a bank feeling. Meanwhile, they're doing the things that they should be, whether it's teaching or coaching or writing or podcasting. 
Yes, and I know I've had my share of that, uh, especially before starting the podcast. You know, it, it was it was a very big deal for me to even go into this realm because I've never done it, and especially of those who have been through trauma in the past, when they grow up, it's a lot harder for them to you know go into something and then play that role. So, can you tell us a little bit about your personal experience with trauma and? and imposter syndrome? Absolutely. This is really important for people to understand because you can have imposter syndrome and maybe you don't know what it's from. There might be no easy connection on why you're feeling like a phony or a fraud, but trauma-based imposter syndrome, uh, it's, it's, deeply connected to the shame that trauma often shares with us. My experience with imposter syndrome and trauma uh, could go on for hours and hours, but let me give everyone two very clear examples. The first example is I grew up in a neglectful house. My mom was mentally unwell, and she was too focused on her own problems to to focus on me and care for me. And my dad was an alcoholic, and he didn't see me much. And and so there was was trauma there. It it was a, a really chaotic household. And fast forward to when I became a mom, and my son would come up to me when he was little, like two years old, and he'd say, I love you. And he'd want to spend time with me. And we had such a strong bond. I felt like a fraud a lot. I, I felt like, oh, how could he love me? You know, this, and I, I remember like telling my husband, all excited, he loves me. He really loves me. Do you think he loves me? And my husband's like, my goodness, of course he loves you. And so that's one really quick example of that trauma-based imposter syndrome where I was a, a, a involved, loving, present, healthy mama, but I always felt like a fake because the relationship that I had with my parents, that trauma hadn't healed. So that's one example. And my second example I wanted to share with your listeners uh, also stems from my childhood, from, from my, my trauma. And that was the belief that I was stupid. I had my dad always quip at me saying, what are you stupid? What are you stupid? I ended up coping with a lot of the problems at home with ditching school. I ended up getting kicked out of school. I missed years of school. I never even went to high school. And so I had this stigma of I'm stupid. I'm not smart enough. And so when I started my journey of should I get my GED? No, no, I'm not smart Mm -hmm. enough. But even when I got the GED, I felt like a phony. I felt like I cheated. Like literally, I felt disgusting, but I, I didn't mm-hmm. cheat. But I, it was ingrained in me that you're a mm-hmm. phony, you're a fake. Someone's going to find out you're not smart mm-hmm. enough. And when I went on for my bachelor's degree and my two master's degrees and even my doctorate degree, I mm-hmm. still had to navigate that feeling of not feeling good enough, even though mm-hmm. I had all of these awards and all of this right. praise from my professors. Do those stories kind of help you understand that trauma base? Yes, absolutely. And I can embrace exactly what you're saying. 
Um, I, I went through something similar myself, but a lot of the listeners that I do communicate with also go through the same thing that you are saying here on this podcast today. So I want to take some time to to anybody that's listening out there, the empaths, the highly sensitives, or the trauma victims, I want to let you know that it you know we are always trying to grab something on the other side, whether it's a degree or you know uh, you know we think the next step will make us happy, and once we get there, then we start questioning questioning ourselves. So then, from you know from my standpoint, I, I ask myself like, wait a minute, maybe I don't deserve this. Maybe I'm not good enough. And then the self-criticism comes in, just like you were saying. And it's a vicious cycle. And I just want to point out that it originates from somewhere because we're not born this way. We don't come out of the womb thinking that we're, we're, excuse my language, a piece of shit and can't do anything in society. That is ingrained in us. So what we can learn, we can unlearn. And so that's what I find so fascinating and you know, just hearing your story from a GED to a doctorate, I just love stories like that rather than somebody that just says, well, I went through school this way and I became a doctor. But when you hear somebody that, you know, just wasn't even sure to getting their GED to a doctorate, that's like a huge leap. So that just, that really inspires myself, but I hope it inspires anybody out there that's listening that might be self-critical about themselves and maybe think it's too late. Um, so, Doctor Daniel, like, what can you say to somebody that's listening right now um, who might be on their last leg, and they're just like, "Well, what am I going to do? I'm too old," or, you know, "My time has passed." What can you say to that person that's listening right now? I'd say the first thing is the way you speak to yourself matters. So if you're feeding yourself with those negative limiting beliefs, you're going to get what you give yourself, even though you might not believe it, start giving yourself those positive affirmations. I am worthy. I can try new things. It's never too late. And I, I would say those listening are doing the right thing. Once we remember we're not alone it gives us shared power. And so if you are feeling alone, like you're the only one out there that's stupid or too old, go find that community, whether it's podcasts or books or Zoom groups, because you, you together we rise, together we rise. And that's been a secret sauce for me. I've had a lot of people push me down and I've had a lot of people pull me up. And and those that pull you up, they won't let go of mm-hmm. you. Find them. They're out there. Yes. And that's very important. And I'm a firm believer that we are, you know, the five people we hang out with, whether it's family, friends, um, you know, we tend to be uh, in that same mindset. So if you're with five people and two of them are negative, I mean, how's that going to help you? I, I mean, for me, it's just, I have to be around people that are like-minded, especially being an empath. You know, I have a certain way of looking at things. And uh, if I have somebody that's putting me down or, uh, you know, making fun of me or saying like, you know, that, that wasn't, you know, you're this and that, it does cause problems with my internal self. And then the imposter syndrome starts to rise again, like you said. So let's talk about 
you know, how to shift away from imposter syndrome. I mean, I know you went through your healing journey. What was one of like that aha moment for you? You know, I, I'd say in a way it was it was rock bottom. And I hope that that also gives your listeners some encouragement. My most recent rock bottom was me losing my job. I lost my job unexpectedly. And it sparked what I refer to as a dark night of the soul. It was this deep spiritual depression and awakening point in my life. And and what happened with me losing my job was I realized that I had had so much of me tied to ego. I was my job. I was this perfectionist, Mm -hmm. high achieving, wouldn't worry about my trauma, wouldn't even understand it because I was too busy proving myself in the world that I belonged. And I lost my job. And all of a sudden, I was forced to look at myself with fresh eyes, that I had Mm -hmm. problems and unhealed trauma. And I would say, Mm -hmm. if you are at a rock bottom, it is a beautiful opportunity to explore Mm -hmm. and build again. And so for me to help with my imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome, I needed my ego to be hurt. And it was when I lost my job. That's who I was. That was my identity. And Mm -hmm. from there, once I was vulnerable and stripped, I could soul search and I could get to know me, the real me, not the awards and the ego and the status where that I had been craving and jumping and climbing for for so long to prove to myself that I wasn't the the trailer park kid mm-hmm. that wasn't going to amount to anything mm-hmm. that was just the druggie or the smoker or the mm-hmm. slut or whatever name that I used to call mm-hmm. myself and others used to call me when I was younger, mm-hmm. I really needed that stripping and to that go back mm-hmm. and journal and reflect and work on the trauma. And that mm-hmm. helped me with the imposter syndrome because I built a strong relationship with myself. That's uh, truly amazing. In fact, as reading one of your quotes, it says you believe that transformation happens when, when you look back uh, at your judgment habits you know, uh, I think that's on your Instagram, which really spoke to me, but that holds so much true. Like we, we hold on to our jobs or our title, or, you know, if we try to keep up with the Joneses, but when everything is stripped away and you're rock bottom and you're looking yourself in the mirror, that's when the healing begins. At least for me, it did. Cause I grew up too. Like, I mean, I was labeled as learning disabled and, you know, they didn't think I was going to graduate high school or let alone get a job. I moved up all the way, got my two degrees, worked in a corporate environment. That's not the answer. Money wasn't the answer. And I had to really look at myself. It's like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for me to hang on to my ego so other people could say, wow, I wish I could be like him? Or am I really living my true self, which is being with nature, doing the podcast, going with like-minded empaths and people that have been through traumas because they know when I look at somebody in the in the eyes that have that has gone through some sort of trauma, it's like we know, like we know what it's like to lose everything. But within, when we lose everything, a lot of a lot of, especially like yourself, when I hear stories like yours, you know, we rise up from the ashes like a phoenix, and it's like amazing transformation. And so that's one of the main reasons I wanted you to come on this podcast is to show somebody that might be like totally like gave up on life, that there is hope. 
Um, so Dr. Daniel, wrapping up here, I wanted to ask you just, you know, if there's one piece of advice that you can give someone who's trying to navigate through this whole imposter syndrome, let's say somebody's trying to be, you know, I don't know, be a coach on online or start a new business, be an entrepreneur. Um, what can you tell that person when they just been abused all their life and they feel like they haven't amount to anything? I'd first say find comedy and levity in in everything. I I believe life is too important to be taken too seriously. And if we can look at our lives and our bloopers and even our trauma with some lightness and find the beautiful humor you'll notice that 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 self-critic isn't nearly as loud and as strong as it is today and if you find comedy and lightness and love you will be able to take that step to coach because you're not going to take yourself too seriously and what I would tell anyone who, who is, is right there at the cusp of wanting to take that next step, you can do it your way. A lot of people will fall into this trap of, I need this to be perfect. I need that mm-hmm. to be perfect. If you want to be a coach, reach out to a friend right now after this podcast and say, <laughs> hey, can I try something with you? Mm-hmm. If you want to write something, write something and post it on social. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be beautiful and people like all of your listeners they're craving vulnerability people want (laughs) vulnerability and authenticity and you know what i will say if you make a blooper people will love and respect (laughs) you more for that and that's what's going to connect them so don't be afraid of that imposter syndrome you're you're human you belong and that's that's huge and i want everyone to pause for a second and, and just listen to what was just said i mean we all are afraid to put our real selves forward. Like anything that's we're hiding, you know, we don't want people to see. We're always, you know, we're scared that if we post a, a picture of ourselves or someone knows about our past that they're going to judge us. Well, do you really want those types of people in your life? Or would you rather just be an open book and just be like, hey, I'm one of you. I've been through that same pain. But <laughs> wrapping up here, um, can you just tell us where we can find you on social media? Yes, yes, yes. At Dr. Danielle <laughs> Clark. It's at Dr. Danielle Clark. Uh, doctor isn't spelled out. It's just D-R and then it's Danielle Clark, C-L-A-R-K. And I would love your listeners to know that I share a newsletter every Friday and it is centered around breaking judgment habits. I share a vulnerable, authentic life story. Mm. It's short, it's sweet, and I pair it with an affirmation Mm. and a writing prompt, a journaling prompt to go deeper. So for those who are working through and navigating self-criticism, imposter syndrome, trauma, I invite you sign up for my newsletter and and you'll get my voice once a week and then you'll you'll know more about how I can support you. There you have it. I mean, you 
there's a reason why I had you on this podcast. I mean, just your story is very inspirational. It's been a true honor for you to be on my podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all of the beautiful healing art that you're creating. And to those listening, you should be proud of yourselves for taking time to heal and for you. I thank you. The world thanks you. I'm sending you love and light. All right. I hope that made your day today. Anyone that's listening. So with that said, stay tuned for the next episode. I got a lot more uh, episodes coming uh, in the future. So with that said, we are out. That was pretty good. imposter syndrome it's when it's deeper than doubt you you genuinely feel like you're a fraud you're a phony you don't belong uh you it's it's almost like picture how you would feel robbing a bank you you know uh oh someone's gonna catch me i don't belong here i'm doing something wrong uh, imposter syndrome is is what people experience. They they experience that I'm robbing a bank feeling. Meanwhile, they're doing the things that they should be, whether it's teaching or coaching or writing or podcasting. You can have imposter syndrome and maybe you don't know what it's from. There might be no easy connection on why you're feeling like a phony or a fraud, but trauma-based imposter syndrome, it's deeply connected to the shame that trauma often shares with us.